Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Fashion No Filter, where we take you behind the scenes for an unfiltered version of all the madness. I'm Kami Sharia. And I'm Monica Inley. There is so much going on behind closed doors and we want to be your flies on the wall, the people bringing you all the things that you don't know about and that you've always wanted to know. Are you ready? In this week's show, we're going to explore what the people around us really think about what we're wearing. We're going to talk to Leandra Medine of The Man Repeller, who has basically put a name on the whole philosophy of dressing for yourself. We're going to be talking to Angus Monroe, a casting director who works with all the major shows like Kenzo and Rick Owens, working on which girls to book. And then a few men in our lives. Monica's boyfriend, my best friend, and a few other of our entourage to get some comments on what they really think about what we're wearing. Tell me, Kemi. As fashion-conscious women, how much do we actually consider when we get dressed in the morning what men are going to think of our outfits? I actually do think about what men are going to think about my outfit. And every time I do put an outfit on, I think, like, I hope this one, they're going to understand it. I really do, because I think it's great. Of course I care. And I'm trying to reconcile, basically, my love of fashion and also trying to appeal... And your love of men. And my love of men. (laughs) Exactly. Well, basically, this episode, we're going to be trying to um, figure out not only what men really think about the outfits, why they're so adverse to these fashion forward outfits and um, just understand a little bit like yeah who you're dressing for and why and we thought the best way to explore this idea was to actually uh, test the theory and so what we've done is we've gone into our favorite fashion store in France and put on some outfits that we would I would actually genuinely wear. And it's a concept store, so it's conceptual. It's called Spritzatura. We mentioned it in a previous episode. It's this wonderful, well-curated, uh, slightly eccentric concept store in the Marais, the trendy fashion district of Paris. We gathered the men in our lives. Some we fashion g- muggles close to our hearts. Close to our hearts. Monica's boyfriend, a journalist called Mark, and then uh, my best friend, who's known me for over 15 years. And then Julien. Julien. And then an actor, French actor, very hot, very cute, who... Who, um, Leo. Who, who goes out with a fashion girl who's got a brand called Admise Paris. Yeah, she Very makes chic. beautiful suits. So none of them are complete fashion muggles. They obviously see fashion around them in their day-to-day lives through us and, and Zoe. But they are not in the industry by any means. And we just wanted to find out what they really thought when we put on an outfit because sometimes they don't tell us to not hurt our feelings and this time we did actually say to them please go all out please say exactly what you feel what you think um, we almost were quite worried about this because these are brands that we really love like Marcus Almeida these are young very cool fashion brands that we 
are n- by no means trying to insult. And we love them. We love you. We love you. We also love the men in our lives, and we are just trying to figure out, like... We're just trying to navigate this very punchy territory. So here goes. Dressed for Radio Live. So we have our lovely panel lined up here. We're going to start. Who, who are you? Please introduce yourself. I'm Julian. I'm a friend of Kami. I work in HR. Hi, I'm Leo. I'm 28 years old and I'm a comedian. My name is Mark. I'm 28. I'm a journalist. Hi, my name is Daphne. I'm 28 and I organize safaris in Africa. So for look number one, Camille Charrière is wearing a white hamon-sleeved shirt tucked into some super frayed at the top and bottom Marcus Almeida jeans. And I'm laughing. I don't like it. Well, you look like you're going to a costume party. You're dressed as uh, Louis XVI or as something like that. Who's Louis XVI? Louis XVI. Louis XVI. Uh, I think you look like a hot air balloon. <laughs> Leo, what do you think? I agree. It looks a little bit like a 17th century. And, um... You don't like the sleeves? No, not now, too much. See, the funny thing is, these sleeves, every fashion girl has been wearing them yeah. in some shape or form this season. We've been wearing them either like really puffer like this or super long over us. So for us, it's almost normal. Well, every fashion girl and every pirate, I think, as well. <laughs> what about the jeans, guys? Yeah, what about the jeans? Are they finished? <laughs> if I did wear this outfit, I would know that I'm quite fashion forward. I would think people think it's like kind of elegant. If I like met you and you were wearing that, you're the kind of person I would ask to reorganize my library books, but also to like hang out with me because you're cool. For her first look, Monica is wearing a super shredded silk blouse that is completely see-through and a equally as shredded pair of Belen jeans. It's really cool. It's like he's taken a silk top and just shredded it through a shredder, like literally. And then my jeans are speaking to that look as well. Reactions. Okay, for once I like the shirts. But the shoes. These are actually really, really on trend right now. They're basically like pool slides, but leather. I, I feel very comfortable in them, if that helps. Leo, do you like it? No? I'm, I'm a little bit like the, uh, Daphne. Uh, no, the shirt is okay. I mean, I, I see the creation. I, I'm not sure I like it entirely. I mean, it's still weird uh, to me. But And uh, I'm like Daphne. I don't like the shoes at all. But okay. Okay. The, co- the color of the shirt is nice. I like the color. Thank you. Yeah. It's nude. Said the, the confidential document outfit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's non- Donald Trump's tax return. <laughs> now Kemi is wearing a red mermaid-shaped PVC skirt with buttons down the front and a super deconstructed shirt, which is so deconstructed that it just took us 15 minutes to get it on. Basically, it's the underside of a shirt tied upside down and then the back buttoned. The back sleeve is off and buttoned together. Would you like to turn turn and show the uh, panel? Yeah. So you've got the sleeve that is not housing Cammy's left arm okay. tied around the back. Because and why would up. you wear your arms in your sleeves, right? Don't wear both. It's so done. It's so gross to wear your right sleeve. And then here we have a pleather red mermaid skirt that buttons up. It's quite sexy, it's actually. Really sexy. What do you guys think? The deconstructed shirt. Um, why is it deconstructed? It would be so much nicer if it was... Construction. <laughs> no, seriously, it would look great. Why? Why does it have to be like that? 
I think it's sexy. If I was dressed like this, I would think that I'm sexing it up. No? I see people shaking their heads. No. Yeah, Dad, would you wear this? Okay, the top... Now I understand why it took you guys so long to, <laughs> to come out. Um, the skirts, I mean, it's really exciting. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I like it. Like fashion it. trained him. He likes it. Well, no, I thought yeah. that was the man pleaser of all of our looks this yeah. evening. This is like, I yeah. think this is like, I thought this was the safest bet. How long did it take to iron? And now our model Monica Amy will be coming out in her final look a parachute dress, all black, floor length. Now you could fit about four of her in there, matched with a blazer that doubles up as a backpack and asymmetrical sandals, very Celine. Here she comes, all dressed in black. Okay, so here is, this is a dress, right? And then on the back, you have a blazer, which you can throw effectively across your chest like a backpack. So we actually use these in Canada, but with like huge puffer coats because we had to wear such big coats in the winter when it's like minus 20. So like it has a strap on it and you just like fling it behind you when you walk around with your coat just like attached to the back. So I like that Rock, this designer, have played with that concept with this blazer. Oh, we need to show you the shoes as well. Go on. So it's very on trend right now to mix and match different shoes. Miramu's done it. Celine has done it. Do you guys like it? The, the panel, panel is speechless. speechless. Can you put the, the, the blazer? blazer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The blazer slash Put it on. Yeah, just to, to see how it goes the, with the dress. The black pack. The black pack. David, do you like it? Yeah, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Here we go. We've got, yes, a, we've got ourselves a winner. Thank you, Spritza Tura, for having us. And of course, to our panel for being so honest and not scared of hurting our feelings. Thanks for letting us learn about you and ourselves. Now we go to New York for a chat with our friend Leander Medine, a.k.a. the Man Repeller. In the past few years, Leandra has single-handedly personified the concept of man-repelling dressing. And she wears her wit on her sleeve. Leandra, for our listeners that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about man-repelling and how it came about? Yes, so man-repelling is the verb version of man-repeller, which is a small media property that I founded and run. I started the site in 2010. It was a personal style blog based on the premise that the fashion trends women love, men tend to hate, and that should be celebrated. But in the last uh, two or three years, we've expanded to encompass much more than just fashion, A lot of the site is imbued with female empowerment in a way that doesn't feel prescriptive or trendy or cheesy. Empowerment is such a a weird and funny word anyway. But uh, everything that we do is still underlined by this concept that women should just be proud of who they are, to be what they are, and not to feel like they need to feed into any uh, prototypical or stereotypical version of themselves. And do you think that basically being fashion forward is synonymous with man repelling? I think that man repelling is a different experience for every person who chooses to assume it. And so for me, yes, man repelling is synonymous with being fashion forward because the way in which I metabolize fashion and the way I choose to dress is such that I'm consistently in pursuit of the expensive sort of abstract outlandish trends. But that might not necessarily be true for another girl in the Midwest who feels really empowered by her like new high-waist flare leg jeans, which feels really old to us, right? Yeah, it's, it's your own experience with fashion. Totally. I was actually wondering, are there some days 
these days for you where you feel under pressure to actually wear like specifically man repelling looks like are there days where you wake up in the morning and you just want to wear a tank top and jeans or does that not happen yeah to you? and no no no. I, there are definitely days that i wake up and just want to wear leggings and a sweatshirt right. or a tank top and jeans and when those days come i wear those things that's good so basically the idea behind man repelling is to is to learn how to dress for yourself and no one else is that would, would you say that that's right yeah I, so it's funny that you choose the word learn, because I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a matter of learning so much as it is just doing it. Were you always very experimental in the way that you dress? Is it something, that, because I think for the reason I ask you this is that for me, it's the opposite. When I was younger, I was way less experimental and I, I didn't have the confidence basically to wear what I wanted. And then I moved to London and it really gave me wings. So I think it really can be an acquired taste or like a learning curve in a way. Yeah, I mean, it could also have to do with your age. When we're in high school, everything feels yeah. so prescriptive, and all we want to do is just fit in, right? Agreed. Sure. And at a certain point, you can no longer be a version of yourself that's not true or honest anymore. Mm. You know, you just you start to feel lost, and, like, there's no footing underneath you. And so it's the most physical manifestation of navigating identity, but that's when you tend to start dressing more in line with who and what you are. But for me, the concept of fashion has always been so uh, deeply tethered to the navigation of my own identity. I've always assumed that fashion is a way that I can slip into and out of identities in a way that is really refreshing. It's like these temporary tattoos. One day I could be like, an Upper East Side lady in a tweed jacket, and the next day I could be wearing ripped jeans on the Bowery. And, you know, and those are very, very literal and stereotypical examples, but it's just the idea that you get to choose your personality based on what you wear. And sometimes I don't want to be myself. Sometimes I feel like shit, and I, I want to put on an outfit that makes me forget that, you know, or I'm just, I'm feeling really lost, or yeah. I've gained some weight or lost some weight, and I haven't quite figured out who I am based on those things, you know? Yeah, of course. And what about, like, you're obviously married, so not so much of a man repeller in the end. What about, right. you've got to tell us about the big day. Like, who were you dressing for on that day? Was it more yourself or your husband-to-be? So the whole thing with man repeller out of the gates was never so literal that you would explicitly and deliberately wear clothing with the anticipation of repelling a man. Right. The whole point was that the right the right partner for you, if you are the kind of person who dresses a certain way, the right partner for you is not going to be repulsed by what you wear. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but it's, I was joking it's, about it's actually, that. actually, yeah. yeah. I was it's, just, it's a really stunning process of elimination, right? <laughs> it's the ultimate filter, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's the, exactly, exactly. But uh, my wedding day was really weird. I, it's so funny that you ask about this because from an SEO and... Uh, Google search perspective, it's wedding season, so we're working on a lot of bridal content, and the shoot I'm walking into right now is actually a, like a wedding dress styling story oh, cool. that I'm, yeah. that we're running next week. But uh, I, I don't know who I was dressing for on my wedding day. I was so... I, was so, I got married in 2012. Uh, Man Repeller was about two years old. It was just starting to become really popular. I had just gotten a book deal. I was so excited about the the circumstances of my life that I, I couldn't think about my wedding. It was just like a thing that I needed to get done with so I could, <laughs> I could focus on the other stuff. I didn't know what I was wearing until two weeks before the wedding. I emailed a publicist at Marquesa and said, really? what do you have in a size Sounds for? like me. And, and they sent me a couple of uh, photos of options. I picked one. I bought it. And that was it. Wow. Oh, that's genius. Love it. 
I, well, it, I mean, I look at pictures now and I'm like, I, I hated how I looked at my wedding, but I also appreciate that the pictures speak to such a specific point in my life. You know, I look at those pictures and I look at that dress and I look at the stupid floral crown I had on my head. And all I remember actually I seeing this, by neck. the way, it was very, very mm, beautiful. No, I don't know. But, you know, I look at this picture and I'm like, it is so it's so specific. It is so yeah. literal. It's so yeah. on the nose about a particular moment in time. It's like a time capsule. But isn't you know? that nice? So Whereas, that like you've encapsulated like, your own wedding day, like feels like you really yeah, have absolutely. like made such a point about it that it's not timeless. It is that moment in time. I think that's rather lovely. Yeah. Well, I, that's, that's sort of the point that I'm getting at here. And what's interesting is that more and more I find myself, as I get older, compelled by timeless clothing. You know, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm, I'm so sick of looking back at pictures of myself and feeling like, what the hell was I thinking and what was I wearing? And I, just, I want to be able to look back at how I look now in five years and say, I would still wear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Which maybe is, is another way that I'm trying to like lean into a more long-term version of my identity. I don't don't think that concept and man repelling and owning your identity are mutually exclusive. So I guess that's something that we can all explore in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Leandra, thank you so much for talking to us and good luck with the big shoots. Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you guys. In last episode, I don't know if you remember me mentioning my Bumble date. Well, they actually... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Got in touch. Um, they got in touch, and I'm they buzzed really, us. They buzzed us, and I'm really, really excited to announce that we're now going to be working with Bumble from now on. We are uh, really excited to be working with an app that supports women, that is all about women taking the first step, and they're supporting our project as women. So we're going to be uh, introducing this new segment to the show, which we have decided to call the Birds and the Bees. 
We thought this week we could talk about the fact that despite not caring about what men think about what we wear, what happens when we're going on a date and we do care about what we wear. (laughs) So I feel like it's a real negotiation between my feminist self and myself, who's still feminist, but also likes boys. And that can be a real debate. I do not think that it ever ever is acceptable to change your personality for a man. There, I said it. No, of course it's not. And although I would agree that you should never sort of dumb yourself down, including fashion-wise for a man, especially because if you're going to get him for the long run, he better, he may as well know, he may as well know what he's like. What he's signing up for. Exactly. But but let's be honest, there are things that you can do to... You might wear the pared back version of, of yourself. your most extreme... I definitely have a dating self. I definitely don't dress the same when I'm going on a date, when I'm going to a fashion show or going to hang out with you, Monica. Okay, so yeah. I'd like to really give you some advice for your next date, your next Bumble date maybe. Let's just say some quick, really quick do's and don'ts. And I think the main don't is boyfriend jeans. Come on, guys hate them. I don't think you should wear a top that's overly voluminous either like remember when you wore that duvet coat everyone just laughed at you no accessories that could be confused with weapons (laughs) second tip um just make sure the outfit doesn't walk in before you that no matter what you're wearing be it as sort of fashion forward or pared back as you want that you really feel like yourself this is the one time where you just have to make sure you are confident you be you it's like girls who pretend to have different personalities when they first start dating a guy and then he discovers that you're like kind of crazy cupid psycho cupid psycho (laughs) top right corner of the hot crazy scale may as well let your freak flag fly (laughs) there you said it uh do we have a third tip brush your hair no Well, I don't brush my hair. I'm sorry. I'm understanding a lot of things today. (laughs) Next up, yet another member of Monica's entourage. Um, Monica sat down with her boyfriend, Mark, over dinner and we got a few sound bites that we thought were worth your while. Yeah, guys, this is just a brief sampling of what I hear every single day. He started ranting about fashion again. I started recording. You look great. Well, because you, you're dressed like a woman. You have a, But I'm not. I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, well, it's sexy. It's close to your body. I mean, it's feminine. I like it. It's not weird colors. It's simple. I'm just wearing... It's just because I'm wearing skinny jeans, which, by the way, I only wear when I go on a date with you. Thank you, baby. I really appreciate it. Okay, but why, like, why does the way that Kemi and I dress annoy you when we go to Fashion Week and stuff? Because I feel that you just dress to impress fashion people. Okay, so you think that every designer should be following, what, Yves Saint Laurent? Yeah, something timeless, simple, something that you can wear every day. Yeah, I think the fashion should be more um, classic. I think it has lost its, you know, its classicism. One more thing. What is with your obsession with Sarah Sampaio, the Victoria's Secret model? It's so <laughs> annoying. She's like... Well, she's yeah. kind of the continuation of the 90s models. She's tall, she's beautiful, she shapes all the Victoria's Secret models. I think they look great. I don't know why... I don't know why, I don't know why fashion people... Fa- high fashion people don't appreciate... It. Yeah, the clothes are not exceptionally beautiful, but the girls are beautiful. And I think high fashion should hire those models for the runways, for the campaigns. I think the girls are beautiful. 
Okay, so let me put it to you this way. If the women on the runway were not as intensely skinny as they are these days, but they still wore clothes as weird and eccentric as they do, would you be more okay with that? No. You don't, you, you know, look at the mutton sleeve that Cammy was wearing the other day. You were like, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You saying our entire perception of what looks good is skewed. Girls in real life, they have shapes, so you know you've got to design your clothes <laughs> so that it can fit to a girl who has shapes. Sorry. Okay, well, I I don't actually disagree with you there. Thank you, Monica and Mark, for letting us be flies on the wall on your date night. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> This time on Risk Takers, what happened to you last night, Cammy? For being very brave. Basically, I got the balls to uh, to go up to Buzz Aldrin because I was invited to an event at the Tate Modern. Well, I just figured that I would never in my life uh, get the opportunity to meet someone quite as interesting. Guys, he's walked on the moon. The moon. He's walked on the moon and he's looked back and I was so excited. I basically got up, sat down as soon as like, he was sat opposite Clémence Poésie, the lovely French actress, and I used the opportunity for her going up to jump in her seat and I I said to him, look, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I just have to ask you, would you ever go back to the moon if you ever were given the chance? And I, 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 I love that you were wearing a sparkly Chanel, like, zoot suit, moonbeam outfit. Monica, he was more stylish than me. He had, like, all these rings and bracelets that he's picked up on his travels. And, and he said to me, he said to me, look, like, if I was younger, I would definitely go back. And I said to him, you know what? Like, it's funny because I've been asking myself this question. He said, no, but you have to go. You have to go. If someone asks you, as long as you're not doing it to remedy the world's problems, um, to go and park human beings up there because you've not figured out a way to look after your own planet, then of of course you have to go. I mean, he was so charming. I honestly, I'm still buzzing okay. from the experience. So, <laughs> so many buzzes today. All this bumble. like very buzzy episode. It was definitely one of the highlights of my life. And that's why we had to put it in risk takers. Coming back down to earth, Monica managed to track down industry-renowned casting director and former model agent Angus Monroe. She found him backstage at the Rick Owens show and managed to convince him to give us a few sound bites about basically a male perspective of the fashion industry. Hi, Angus Monroe. Hi. How are you? Great. How, How are, are you? I'm great. Good. So let's just take a step back for one second. Yeah. Because people might not necessarily know how casting even works. Oh, so yeah. you are a, a very well-known well-loved casting director. What does that mean? You go, you, you cast certain shows, you have a close relationship with the designer, and they give you a brief, or you tell them how you think it should be based on their collection? Uh, it goes both ways, actually. Um, the first day that I'm with each house, and these houses can be, obviously, you know, I might be with two different houses in a day. I might be at Rick Owens in the morning, and then Kenzo in the afternoon, which are two diametrically opposite brands, you know, in terms of their casting, number one, but also you know, the woman, if you like, and as we're in women's season, the woman that they're wanting to project. So uh, really it's it's about sitting down with the designer initially, talking about, you know, what it is, is their inspiration, who their woman is for that particular season. Um, and then doing an edit job, really, of uh, the girls that are available, who's good and who's new, what's important to the designer. Do they want, you know, some stalwarts in there? Do they want you know, those girls that really bring something extra or do they want a, a you know, do they want a whole show of new faces? Right. Or do they want a whole show of black girls? And sadly, 
nobody seems to want to do that right now, but I'm sure that will come. But sometimes people want to to some kind of a statement. Normally, it's all born from the vision that they have of the clothes. So they're thinking they have a woman in mind. They design the clothes with inspirations, and then my job is to bring that inspiration to life via the casting. So yes, the answer is I'm always given cues by mm-hmm. the designer. Um, and I want to just speak to something because we hope we have some male listeners as well. And I think that there would be a few male listeners who maybe don't know that much about fashion who would think that you have the coolest job in the world because they're like, all right, you're like a fun guy. You hang out with the most beautiful women in the world and you decide whether they all look to you to decide whether they, you make their careers or don't. Right. What would you say to that? Are you... It Does it ever... This is kind of a strange question, but do your personal tastes ever come into your casting? You're like, that girl is just so gorgeous. I've got to have... I've got to make her... You know, how do you... Or are you looking at it from a purely artistic... This is for this client? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, a lot totally. of men would want to know that. It's a really good question. Um, I think... Has that, anyone ever asked you that? My daughter, yeah. <laughs> uh... She's like, how does she make it into your show, Dad? <laughs> Wonder why. Uh, so, Wasn't yeah, your ex-wife a model as well? Actually, uh, my daughter's mother and my ex-wife are both models. But that's normal. You're in the industry. I know. I, I only yeah. It's the only people I meet. It's the only people I meet. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably date a makeup makeup artist or a hairdresser at some point. Um, cool. No, I think that um, I sometimes have. Uh, like last season at Kenzo, which would be, uh, I guess it would be uh, spring, summer 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a specific idea of, of uh, along with Umberto and Fran the stylist, of gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Like I wanted to bring it back to when I grew up in the business, you know, like mm-hmm. I started in the business in the 90s and when I was an agent and the models were beautiful. Models mm-hmm. were judged on how gorgeous they were and how busy they were, not how ugly they were and how little they were. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I'm an exclusive for so-and-so brand and I'm not very traditionally good looking to right. me is really weird. And for guys, they'll understand that. And so I really love a gorgeous girl. I think that, you know, they're beautiful, yeah. beautiful girls. So yeah, so... I think that my natural taste in models would be very traditional. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've seen the Rick Owens show just now. Like, yeah. I can, this is more creative for me. So, like, something like this would be creative. And then when I do something for Gap, you know, Gap, or something like that. Well, although we've done something very different for Gap this season, which we can talk okay. about another time. But, but you know, yeah, for Gap, you know, it's very wholesome, all American, all American, um, and. Um, yeah, it's a different vibe, but that's even not gorgeous either. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about the sort of Christy, Linda days, you know, and I think yeah. that those are slowly but surely coming back. Uh, that, you know, slightly more commercial-looking girls are... Yeah, but that's not a Christy Tarlington no. or, or, or a Linda. That's a that's an Instagram-born mm. girl mm. model for me. Yeah. Is there anyone these days that makes you think of Linda or Christy? Yeah, Anya Rubik. Yeah. I mean, she's... She's smart, though, too. She's very smart. She's uh, she's absolutely the embodiment of a supermodel, in mm. my opinion. There are more, but, like, you want a name. That... that takes personality, though, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's another thing that we used to uh, very much look at as, as when I was a model agent, was, okay, so, like, these two girls, they're both gorgeous, but one of them is brimming with personality. That girl is going to go to a casting, meet someone like me, mm. 
charm them or meet a photographer who has to take them away to the Maldives for two weeks and be like, oh, I'm going to get something out of this girl. I'm going to get some personality in the pictures. No, it's not all about the runway. Personality counts for a lot more than people think. You know, and that's before you've even talked about people with bad attitudes who you're just like, and there are yeah. a number of them, and you're like, I don't want to see them. I don't want to work with them. Uh, we try to, my team, we're professional. We expect the models to be the same back. But how, but, but can you address that people are like, they're anorexic, they're done at 25. I mean, so what do you, what do you say to that? Um, yeah, I agree with anyone who's angry about that. But my ex-wife, for instance, she did 30 full seasons. Some people will say, well, why can't models be 40? <clears throat> the point is, in my mind, that the buying public, sort of the demographics, there's a lot of business and analysis, business analysis that goes into this. Who wants to buy a dress? You want to buy a $10,000 dress, you don't want to see a 15-year-old in that dress in an advertising campaign. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. And if you look at the male modeling, by and large, the guys look slightly older, they're slightly more believable. But sadly, a lot of people like to see what they used to look like. And they, or what they wish they still looked like in the dress. And that's a funny one to deal with because they might get angry about it, but like... They also people, want it. People want the youth, you know, they want yeah. that youth. They want to feel like they're going to be useful. But that's what fashion is as well. Look at it. I mean, look at every season. It's a new season. It's another beginning, a new beginning each season and something new. Angus, thank you so much for speaking to me. You're most welcome. So, time for your favorite time of the episode, Cammie. <laughs> Social media break. Today, we want to talk about men on Instagram. We're going to turn the tables a little bit on this one. Let's just preface this with we know what we're about to say is extremely hypocritical. It is. Because let's be honest, I really don't really care what what a man is wearing. Like, honestly, as long as he's not like... As long as you own it. As long as you look clean and you own it and you're not like, yeah, you're not... You you don't look like you're sort of dressed up just going to some kind of drag show. Don't look prancy. I'm absolutely fine with anything. Please just don't post it on Instagram. You know what? We don't need to know your look of the day, which we realize is Ironic. very rich coming from us. It's very rich, but I'm sorry. If there's one thing a man should not do is worry about his Instagram profile. You can post an ironic selfie once in a while. That's that's fine. But if you are tagging every single detail of your outfit, having close-ups, having different angles, it just really makes me worry about what the dynamic's going to be like. Because you're meant to be taking the pictures of us. No, I'm joking. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> no so I, I actually, I would actually say that that for me is the number one turnoff. If Not a guy sexy. has got a very active Instagram account where he's posting regular if he's posting really cool, like, no, artsy yeah. shots, architecture, that's fine. That's but anything to do with him or his outfit or, like, too many selfies, it's an absolute no-go. So whereas you're you're judging me on my outfit, I'm judging you on your Instagram. We are going to be absolutely berated on social media for this kind of double standard. Well, I'm sorry. It's not sexy. It's not sexy, a guy that is really obsessed with his Instagram profile. Thank you so much to all of our lovely guests today, Angus, Leandra, Monica's boyfriend, Mark, and the rest of our lovely panel, Leo and Julien. Thank you for braving the language barrier and making us laugh. Merci. And thank you to Bumble. We're literally over the moon to be working with you. Thank you. My Instagram is at Monica Inley. 
and my Instagram is at Kamisharia. Fashion No Filters is a Sam Fry Limited production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.